So at the end of the day, or the beginning, depending on when you're listening to this right now, starting in the gym can be overwhelming. You may not be sure where to start, how to function, or really just understand the general hierarchies or social concerns about the gym. And that either one scares you and makes you super anxious. That's what I see a lot. And then the other option, which I see a lot, is that you're so overwhelmed by all the things happening that you just don't go at all because that's the easier option. And both of those have in common is that you're then not taking active steps to reaching your goals. And that's no fun either. So today on the Powerful Podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about how to have a gentle approach into the gym, maybe a couple tips along the way of what that can look like, how you can be supported, and maybe some things that I would even have wanted to know before I started going to the gym before I was a personal trainer, before I was in the health and wellness industry, because they would have some helpful tips and I could have used a big sister, a best friend, or someone along those lines to give me these tips too. So if you're here today, uh, you're either new or you either know me really well, it's one or the other. And I'm coach Kylie. I'm a registered dietitian, personal trainer, yoga therapist, and health and wellness coach. So we really dive into the integrative approach of health and how we can dive into not only fitness, but nutrition and lifestyle to meet our goals as well. So this one is going to be specifically about fitness. Duh, we're talking about the gym. But in our other episodes and in future episodes as well, we really break down a couple different topics. So I encourage you, if you're in your wellness girl era, to really check these out take a listen and try to start absorbing some of this information that takes you away from shitty diet culture or influencers or intensive workout regimes. Like that's not what we do here. If you want long-term results that last, this is what you want to learn. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about that today. Okay. So if we're breaking this down, right? The first question is, how do I gym? What do I do? And if that question already gives you anxiety and you feel anxious about the gym, I really encourage you to watch our gym anxiety podcast episode. Um, I'm joined by Colby. She's another dietitian and personal trainer. And we really talk about how to overcome gym anxiety and some tips along those lines. So that's more specific to there. Today, I'm going to talk more specifically about how to structure a workout and how to feel more comfortable getting into the gym, right? One of the biggest things is people either feel like they can only lose weight doing cardio. So they do a shit ton of cardio, whether they're running on the treadmill or they're doing their hot girl walks or something along those lines. It's all cardio focused. Now, don't get me wrong. Cardio does help increase your heart rate. It does help reduce fat. However, if we're going to structure a workout at a gym, we really want to try to balance our cardio with weight training. Because when we think about weights help us then break the muscle tissue down and then it repairs. And that's how we get bigger muscles, aka that toned look, right? That muscle gain then actually helps our body boost our metabolism even further. And that metabolism really then again helps continue to quote unquote, don't really like this term, burn fat or continue to help you with your body recomposition where you're losing fat and you're continuing to tone and gain muscle. Okay, great, Kylie. So how do I go about this now? Good question. That would be having a good balance, right? So I'm just going to break down an example. Let's say we want to spend an hour at the gym. Perhaps we start with 20 minutes warming up on a cardio exercise of choice, whether that's stairs, the elliptical, 
treadmill those are my top three but you know there's also cycle there's also rowing and a handful of other machines that you could use for cardio bases then I would spend you know the other 40 minutes doing weight training you're like great but that's the part that stresses me out and I don't know what to do and that makes sense so what I suggest to all beginners whether it's people in my dms asking questions or it's my newest clients or things along those lines is what feels comfortable to you? Like what are the, and and then vice versa is what are the scariest things for you at the gym? What really intimidates you? Let's not start there. Let's do things that are moderate and that are comfortable. And I have a how to gym series on TikTok and Instagram. They're just little videos that kind of get you comfortable. And I usually think that first safe space is with dumbbell exercises, the free weight section, if you will. There's all these dumbbells on a rack, there's benches. And that's really the best spot to start in my opinion, because I feel like you can do so much with only one or two pieces of equipment. I will note when when you're grabbing free weights, you want to get something that you can feel comfortable achieving your goal with. So for example, if you're doing like three sets of 10, make sure you can do that, but make sure it's not so easy that you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. We want to have a little bit of challenge there. And of course, I want to be able to say, okay, go do this, this, and this, and tell you the exact workouts and how much to do and what that weight looks like and figure out that balance. But I'm going to be straightforward. That's not ethical for me. I could totally tell you some BS on here right now, but I don't know who you are. I don't know what your needs are. I don't know what your goals are, any injuries or any of that stuff. And those are the really key focal points that I work with, with my one-on-one clients. Like we talk through these things. We figure out what's practical for them in their week and in their experiences and what types of workouts they enjoy, what ones they don't. And we create balance based off of that because their goals, their health conditions, their time, all of these things matter in creating a really practical routine. And that's why my clients in my one-on-one coaching program are so successful because it's not just the workouts, but then we dive into all the other little nuances of nutrition and lifestyle too. Secondarily, I would say that rest days are very important. So If you're ready to get into the gym because you've not been feeling well, you've not been feeling like you're on your best A game, please, and this is the biggest mistake I see, don't expect abs in two weeks because you did an ab challenge. Don't expect to lose 10 pounds in a month or in a week or whatever else. Like (laughs) At the end of the day, you could do those things if you're not eating and you're over-exercising, but... I'll tell you the harms of that. One, you're going to completely ruin your metabolism. You're going to completely ruin your hunger cues and the hormone production between your brain and your gut. And third, that's not sustainable. So as soon as you stop that BS, um, you're going to gain it back. Find a realistic schedule for your routine. I don't know what that looks like for you, but you don't have to start crazy and heavy. Please don't go seven days. I don't go seven days. I think two Three, four, five days of exercise a week is a very great place to be where you're also still going to see very successful results. The rest days are very important in between. You can still be active those days. Let me clarify. Just gentle activity. So maybe you do some yoga or you do some stretching at home. Maybe you walk your dog. And ultimately, these rest days allow us to have maximum results for two reasons. You're like, what? Maximum results? I'm resting. Well, yeah, we need that. So like I mentioned before with weight training, using heavy weights helps 
break the muscles down so that they have to rebuild. And that's what builds up that toned look, right? But if you don't rest, then the fibers never build themselves back up. That's just the very easiest way to say that because I know there's a lot of science behind it that I had to learn that's that super boring. Um, but so these uh, rest days are so important because we're actually giving ourselves maximum results this way. And you might be like, Kylie, what the hell are you talking about? That's so goofy. I'm just going to be sitting around all day and maybe walking or maybe doing some yoga. How am I getting maximum results? Well, Earlier when I talked about the balance between cardio and weight training, weight training helps break down muscles and they have to build back in order to get that toned or that muscle build, right? But if you're never resting, you're never allowing those muscles to heal themselves and to rebuild. And that could actually lead to injury. If you're constantly go, 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 and you don't allow your body time to heal and relax, then you are more prone to having some injuries occur. Secondary, it's just not practical. It's not practical for anybody's realistic routine to be able to go to the gym seven days a week for many, many hours. No one wants that, nor can anybody really attain that, right? So let's keep that in mind. Point number three with rest days is that I find that they're really useful for our mental health too. Connecting with nature, going on a walk, uh, doing some yoga, some meditation, these things allow us to take a break from traditional society, take a break from technology and really connect, whether it's with earth, whether it's with nature, whether it's with our breath and our mind and our bodies and our souls, you have to grow in more than one way. And this is a good way to do that. So in regards to workouts, that is what I have to say. Now I kind of want to transition into some of the things I wish I knew before working out myself when I was new, when I felt overwhelmed, maybe a little bit intimidated. First of all, <laughs> let's just start with the very obvious one. No one's looking at you, right? We're always worried that, you know, you're feeling judged. You don't know what to do. So everybody's eyes are on you. I guarantee they're not. We are all very self-focused people. It's just the reality of the world. So if you feel like you're getting a resting bitch face, they're probably just staring off into the distance thinking about how much they hate the weights that they're doing. They're not really looking at you. Making sure that you go in there comfortably and just do your own thing. Take your time. Feel things out. Please rest in between your sets and your weights. Don't feel intimidated to not do those things. Then secondarily, I kind of preface this with the free weights and growing into machines. Your workouts don't have to be super crazy to see results. Like I will go on TikTok and I see some of the weirdest shit and some of the most outlandish activities. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that looks like superhuman. And at the end of the day, you don't have to do anything crazy. Your workouts don't have to be super long. You don't have to be doing anything super wild in order to see results. But the biggest thing is making sure that you are doing workouts that work for you. So, you know, there's a couple factors in that. And that's, you know, really where I dive in from the personal trainer aspect with my one-on-one -on -one clients where it's like, okay, how often do you want to see yourself at the gym? What injuries are you currently dealing with or have dealt with in the past? Are there any exercises you do or don't feel comfortable with? What are your goals? Things along those lines to create a really custom routine for my clients and my girls. There's also the factors of doing exercises that are most effective for you as women, right? Because at the end of the day, the world has been centered around men for a billion years and that just sucks. Again, right? more research has come out. For example, in the sleep realm, there's a specific window of sleep that's most efficient for men and there's a more efficient sleep range that's effective for women. Oh, when you hear, oh, yeah, you know, like get eight hours of sleep. Okay, that's cool. But, you know, research shows that women need more like nine to 10 hours of sleep to feel their best and to be their most functioning. So it's also the same with working out. Number four, I would really say 
and I'm, I'm kind of listing these out. I don't really know if the numbers are right. So the next thing I would say would be workout outfits, right? I think there's this stereotypical wellness girly who has these matching sets and looks super cute. And don't get me wrong, I post photos in cute clothes because it's also part of my job. I own a lot of clothes because I've been a yoga instructor, been a personal trainer. It's been a long time. So I've accumulated a lot of things. And um, by the way, Lululemon, if you want to sponsor me, I'm here and I'm available. Just a side note. Anyways, I equally go to the gym in the quote unquote ugly girl clothes. Like I am in my sweatpants. I'm in an oversized t-shirt. My hair is up in the messiest bun. Like it looks like do not talk to me. And that's okay. That's okay. At the end of the day, I actually prefer working out in those outfits more than I do my matching sets because I'm more comfortable and I'm able to just get in and get out and do what I really want to do. So at the end of the day, whatever you like to work out in and whatever makes you feel confident, go in with, do that. If that's putting on a specific workout outfit because it makes you feel confident, it makes you feel ready, love it. If it's just like, hey, I'm going to throw on some clothes and get in there. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it at all. I love that too. Whatever's going to support you is the most important thing. And then finally, I think one of the other big things is just the expectation of results. I know I touched on that a bit earlier with like <laughs> the two-week abs or, or, you know, the juice cleanses or losing a ridiculous amount of weight in a short period of time. I want to touch on that a bit more because I think there's so much clickbait now, especially in a world of social media where there's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's Pinterest, there's all these little places where people People want to stand out. So they use these quick couple of words to grab your attention because you're like, oh, I want that. In reality, those things aren't attainable in a short period of time. And I know that's what we want, right? Of course, I would love to be able to give that to you guys. I think in the world of like Amazon where you're package comes within the next couple of hours or by the next day, we expect things quickly. And that's okay to want, want, want. But want realistically at the end of the day it's it depends on your goals of course so if it's weight loss if it's muscle gain if it's weight gain if it's specific towards autoimmune or health conditions like there are different workouts and different exercise routines for different goals those goals each have their own time frame of when they're going to occur and so I'm going to be straightforward with you. Don't expect it in the first week. Don't expect it in the first month. I would really say that sustainable change probably occurs within the four to six month range generally. And then if you have more complex health histories or you have a larger health goal, I would say at least a year. Let's just be sustainable. Let's just be mindful of that. And that's not to discourage you and you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to get it by next month, like, or next week, or by the time of this wedding or my birthday, then I'm not going to do it. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. Don't discourage yourself. Start that path because you're going to make progress by those events or by those dates. You might just not get exactly where you want to be 100%. And that's okay because it's progress. And then not only do you have to make that progress, but then you have to be able to maintain it and keep it so that way you don't lose it and be like, oh my gosh, I did all this hard work for nothing. That's what I see a lot. I see a lot of women who are like, oh, I did Weight Watchers and now I've gained my weight back or, oh, you know, I tried the 75 hard and it just... It was great. I felt good during it, but I just couldn't keep it up the rest of my life. I'm like, yeah, no shit, because all those things suck and nobody wants to restrict their carbs on Weight Watchers and nobody has time for two workouts a day. I'm just being realistic and honest about that. So those are kind of the perspectives that I have of what I would have liked to learn when I was baby Kylie versus like adult health professional Kylie. So I hope this gives you a little bit of insight into starting in the gym and feeling more confident towards taking those next steps and having maybe a good game plan as to where to start. If this is something that concerns you or questions you 
or you're like, I don't really know still, like shoot me a message. And I'm not saying that to sell you. Like I'm just not that person that gives me super ick and cringe vibes. I just really love what I do and I want to help support women. Like if you're new, you probably don't know this. If you've been around, I've probably hammered this into your head by this point. We as women deserve to put ourselves first and we deserve to feel healthy and we deserve to feel our best. So if you have questions, I want to be here to support you. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. I'm happy to be that cheerleader, that supporter for you. Take those next steps, whether that's together in a more hand-holding, supportive education, really getting in there and getting it going aspect of things. Or even if it's just like followers, like I have a couple, you know, different followers just off the top of my head that message me that I know what's going on in their lives and how things are going. And, you know, I care about those things because I care about you. So there's also a ton of fun and free resources on this podcast. So scroll down, check out some other episodes and on my website, Powerful. There's a whole articles list where I write different articles about recipes, about food and nutrition and exercise support that could really be helpful. I hope this is a helpful lesson for you guys. And, you know, we'll come back in the following weeks talking through some more things. So stay tuned. And last but not least, you thought it was over. It's not. Happy New Year. Let's make 2024 a good year. I'm super pumped about it. I think that the next following sessions as well as some of the back sessions that you haven't seen or maybe haven't listened to yet are really going to help gear you up for the practical New Year's resolutions or goals that we're making towards fitness and nutrition. So let's make it happen.